What up, what up? It's your boy Will Smith with Red and Bold, and I'm your MTMV sports correspondent for your Kansas City football. Cheers. So, yeah, coming off a huge win. She's come off a huge win against Cincinnati. Yeah, um, the offense was on fire. Mahomes was on fire. Kareem Hunt, yo. Kareem Hunt started off the season kind of a little slow, but yo, the boy is balling. He's running strong, and uh, I just don't see, man, who's gonna stop us? Who's gonna stop the KC offense, man? They they look good. Um, the defense, for me, that's where I, I just want my hats off to the defense. The defense played, yo, out of their mind. Uh, one of the players that stands out for me that just jumped off the screen um, against Cincinnati was Dorian O'Daniel. Man, hey, that boy came in there. He made some plays, and he's fast. I mean, the dude, is he's got speed at, at his position. I see him, you know, the more, the more playing time he gets, yo, he's going to be out there, you know, covering – um, covering tight ends and, and receivers and the running backs out the backfield. I can see him being that type of a weapon on the defense. And so uh, we got some pieces, man. Our young guys are stepping up. You know what I'm saying? We down to, um, you see, Daniel Sorensen came back in practice. I don't know if he'll be playing uh, in, in the game against against the Broncos coming up. But, um, yeah, yo, 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 that was a big win. That was a big win, 45 to 10. Um, Cincinnati, I thought it was going to be, you know, I figured that it could either be a win or it would be a shootout because Cincinnati does have a good offense. And so our defense stepped up and they played ball. They shut down Joe Mixon, shut down the run game. The only person that, that balled or, you know what I'm saying, got, got theirs was A.J. Green. But other than that, everybody else was shut down, man. And they, hey, Andy Dalton. <laughs> Shut him down, and I know there's this this statistic where, you know, I, I believe Andy Dalton is like win winless on Sunday night um, or prime time football games, and doesn't do well under the lights. The Bengals don't do well under the lights, and could have possibly been different at a as a, a noon game. But yo, I mean, you got to play when you play. Whatever time you play, you got to step up. You got to when you step on that field, yo, you got to go, man. So. The Chiefs are in a good position. We're still in first place in the AFC, holding on to that number one seed. Of course, we know we have more games to play, nine more games to play tomorrow against those Broncos. <clears throat> um, and, yeah, um, let me get back to that Bengals game, though. D Ford, our defense, D Ford balling. He's looking good. I'm like, if he can stay healthy, like, he's balling out at the right time. It's a contract year for him. The Chiefs did not pick up his fifth-year option. So the Chiefs will have a choice to either re-sign D Ford and pay him, you know, a, a good contract, or to let him walk. And I don't think you can let D Ford walk with Justin Houston older now and not being as reliable and being kind of uh, injury prone. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Justin Houston is still with the Chiefs after this year. I think either he needs. To take a, if he does stay, take a pay cut and restructure his contract, you know, or gotta let him go, let them young boys ball because Breland speaks is playing better, he's getting better. Uh, Rushing the passer, you st- we still got to know passing young, and then we can always pick up another um, edge rusher in the draft. So and save money by cutting Justin Houston. So yeah, Justin Houston gonna have to uh, you know restructure his contract, but. 
hopefully this year Justin Houston can come back. <clears throat> and he will be back. It's just a matter of when and Eric Berry. So having all our pieces on the defense, I think, will definitely be better. Um, the Chiefs played better against the run game. Like I said, they, they shut down Joe Mixon. He didn't, you know, you, you would think he would have done some damage to us the way we were struggling, but them boys played in, played inspired. They played on fire, and they lit it up with them all-red unis. You know what I'm saying? Love the all-red unis. Got to give it up for those. Man, I wish they could wear them more often, but you don't want to wear them out. You know, it's like that. It's like your best outfit, that one outfit you got that you know is fire whenever you put it on and you don't want to wear it too much because they're like, man, you wear that all the time. So we can't we can't um, um, wear those red uniforms too much. You know what I'm saying? But we do need to wear them on another primetime game, (laughs) possibly against those Rams. You know what I'm saying? But anywho, it was a big win. Forty five to ten. Chiefs could have put up fifty two. I th- to me, I think at the end of the game, Andy Reid told him not to score because we could have easily scored at the end of the game. But, you know, mercy. Showed him some mercy. And that shows class because we easily could have scored 52. And, and actually, Spencer Weir hadn't have fell down. <laughs> if he hadn't tripped over his own feet, he would have scored and it would have been 52 to 10. So, you know, we are the number one scoring offense. Uh-huh. Rams number two, I believe. But we are the number one scoring offense in the league. After about, I think, 37 the game. So, so yeah, big win. Got another game coming up. And uh, the scary thing about this, man, though, uh, I don't like when, like, everybody picks the Chiefs to win. I kind of like, you know, when people, like, doubt us. And they be like, oh, no, you know, Denver's going to come in there, you know. And uh, it's a trap game, you know. The Chiefs, you know, Denver's going to get this game. I think Chiefs can be up high, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And so, uh, man, it's like too many people picking my Chiefs to win, man. I, I used to like kind of being the underdog in that. Okay, but but I guess we're finally getting our respect. I mean, you know, can't win for losing. and we finally get our respect. And people are like, oh, man, everybody's picking us to win. Oh, no. <laughs> so, but I know one thing I know, though, is that the mindset of Patrick Mahomes, he is a competitor. And he's going to do whatever it takes to win, and he wants to win. He wants to be the best quarterback in the game. He wants to improve. And so, and, and them boys out there is hungry. We got them young boys out there on the defense, and our offense is hungry. And it's like, yo. So, I'm not too much worried about that. One thing I've heard is kind of um, being the narrative is that, oh, this is Denver's third time getting to see Patrick Mahomes, and the teams will have him figured out. And Denver played him so well the second time, and they'll have him figured out and have a game plan for Mahomes, and he won't be as effective. But check this. This is also Mahomes' third time seeing the Denver defense. And so it's not like Mahomes is just being – is going to be stagnant and not improve and get better each game he plays and that he's not learning. Every game he plays, he's learning. He's seen more defenses that he hasn't seen, and he's seen um, more formations and schemes being thrown at him. And so he's it's been said that he has a good recall where he's able to recall a formation that he saw previously on the field to see where guys are. You know what I'm saying? He's able to picture that and see that and like, oh, okay, I remember they did this last time. So I hear he has a very good recall ability. And and so Mahomes is only going to get better. Like he's he's very far, <clears throat> or should I say he has not reached his ceiling. It's only his 
eighth game that he's played. And he's, you know, he's already broken some records and, you know, on pace to do other things. But it's only his eighth game. He hasn't played a full year. So he's only going to get better the more games that he plays, the more footage that he watches. Yo, the boy's going to be a beast. <laughs> so my thing is like, yo, this is also Mahomes' third time seeing that defense. So he's going to notice some things also. He's going to notice some telltales. When he looks out there, he's like, oh, yeah, I remember they did that last time. And then if they try to throw something different, I mean, it's, it's only so much you can do defensively to where, you know, we have too many weapons. And Mitchell Schwartz has always done a good job on Von Miller. And so my, my hope is that that continues, that Von Miller doesn't get off this game. But Mitchell Schwartz has consistently done a good job against Von Miller and stopping him on the pass rush. So we'll see what Bradley Chubb does, if he's effective against um, Eric Fisher. But um, that, that would be my only concern is the offensive line and not on, not as far as the tackles, but our center position and our right guard position. So Mitch Morse will not be playing. He's um, concussion protocol. Still suffering from that. I'm wondering if um, I think this may be Mitch Morse's last year on contract. So it'll be interesting to see if they keep him because he's con- like each year he uh, has two or three concussions. It seems each season and he's out, you know, three, four games because of a concussion. And so uh, we may need to either find another center or, you know, draft a center. It'll be interesting to see. But um, a guy named Austin Reiter, Reader, Ryder. He's going to be starting that center. And so we'll everybody keep an eye on that and look at our offensive line play to see if there's any kind of drop-off at right guard. Uh, who's going to be playing right guard? I had the name in my head. I can't remember. But <clears throat> Laurent DeVerney Tardif, you know, he's out for the season. And uh, and then, so we have, you know, three offensive linemen. Jordan Devey, he's out. He's on IR. Laurent DeVerney Tardif is on IR. Um, it's possible he could come back um, by the end of the season, a couple games before the playoffs. So he's on IR. So, I mean, we've that center position and the right guard position. Yeah. Keep an eye on that, y'all. Let's see. Ho- hopefully our offensive line holds up. But other than that, I don't have too many worries. I do want to see how our defense plays. Uh, I think Brett Veach, um, his decision to make a trade for a defensive player, um, I think this game against Denver may determine whether or not he makes a move, though I think he should make a move if you can get um, a Landon Collins at safety from the Giants. Or some people say uh, Janoris Jenkins, but I don't I don't know as far as – I don't know him personally, but, I mean, the attitude – I mean, it's been heard. I don't know. I don't know him. <laughs> but I'm just wondering if Janoris Jenkins would fit with the chemistry – of the Kansas City Chiefs because, I mean, a player that comes in there with an attitude and then with the program could throw everything off. So that's my only thing with Janoris Jenkins. I think, you know, he would definitely be a, a upgrade or, or help to our secondary. I mean, the ideal secondary guy we will want is Patrick Peterson. And, you know, the owners come out and said that he's not going to trade him. And, uh, you know, they should. <laughs> They should, but I mean, if we got Patrick Peterson, man, hey. And so here's the thing. Um, I know I, I believe Patrick. Well, before check this, 
So I've always heard that Patrick Peterson was a very good cornerback. And since he plays for the Arizona Cardinals, I've never really watched him play in the NFL. So I've never really seen what he can do. So I said, okay, I keep hearing that he's good. And I, I mean, I, I think I believe it. I mean, most everybody's saying that he's that type of corner. Let me go watch some highlights of Patrick Peterson. So I go watch his highlights. And I'm like, man, we need this brother. <laughs> I'm like, man, if we got hey, if we got Patrick Peterson, do y'all know? And, and not too many times will, you know, one player, especially at the corner position, just change your defense. But we have a good pass rush. We and Patrick Peterson travels. He plays on both sides. I saw him play left corner. I saw him play right corner. I saw him running with the, the other team's best receiver. Like, yo, if we, man, the things that Bob Sutton can do with a Patrick Peterson and just have him lock up any team's number one receiver. Like, okay, Patrick got that on lock. Now we can run. The Chiefs could be more aggressive, uh, blitzing or rushing the passer. There's so much they could do with having just, you know, one that one guy on lockdown with Patrick Peterson, man. And then imagine Eric Berry coming back and Justin Houston and, and you got D Ford and, you know, and then you got Dorian O'Daniel and Breland Speaks and Chris Jones. Yeah, we have talent on the defense, man. Like I said, I don't care about them yards. <laughs> I care about points scored. And last week we held a good offense to 10 points. So you got to take that, man. So, yeah. But anywho, um, you know, I'm living in a dream world. I think, I mean, if we got Patrick, man, I tell you, I'd be jumping for joy. That'd be uh, some huge breaking news if we were able to pull that off and get Patrick Peterson. I'm down with trading the first round and um, a third round pick or, or whatever. Uh, shoot. Hey, hey. Because the thing is, you don't know. You could draft somebody first round. You don't know if they're going to hit. Especially, we're going to draft late in the first round. Close to the second. You know what I'm saying? We're going to draft late. And so, there's no guarantee that you draft a top corner that he's going to perform well in the NFL. But you, when you have a known commodity, I mean, yo, shoot, you got to go for it. And his, and his contract, I think he has two more years on his contract. It's a, a good contract. You know, a friendly contract. <sighs> okay. Let me stop talking about it because, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up, you know. <laughs> but, yo, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you got Landon Collins, Janoris Jenkins, um, Patrick Peterson. You know, I think any owner would listen if they could get something for him. Because, you know, Arizona's rebuilding. They rebuilding. So, but I have my Chiefs winning tomorrow. I'm going to 7-1. and one. Um, I think it could... If the Chiefs can stop the Denver run game and Phillip Lindsay, then it's going to be a blowout. I mean, because the thing is, if, if Denver has any three and outs, it's like the more opportunities you give the Chiefs offense, the more opportunities you give Patrick Mahomes, you know, we're going to score some points. And I ain't talking about field goals. Like, we just happened to, Mahomes happened to miss two passes in that New England game that should have been touchdowns. And they became field goals. But, yeah, we ain't a field goal team. <laughs> we are a touchdown team. We have, like I said, I don't know how many times y'all going to hear this, but we have too many weapons. <laughs> and then when you bring in Spencer Ware to spell Kareem Hunt, it's not that much, that big of a drop-off, you know, with Spencer Ware. It's like Spencer Ware is just starting to get his legs back. 
And so as the season wanes on, you're going to have this two-headed monster, Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware, both spelling each other. You know, got a, a fresh Kareem Hunt in the fourth quarter. Mmm, nasty. <laughs> and so if Kareem Hunt can catch the ball, Spencer Ware can catch the ball. I mean, Spencer Ware caught a, a, a good pass down the left scene from Patrick Mahomes, and I thought it was a receiver, but it was Spencer Ware. So he can catch the ball, too. So, yeah, man, we um, we just the teachers have to keep um, stay focused on the goal. You know what I'm saying? Not get the big head, not act like as if um, they've made it. And I think they have the right perspective and, and, and the way they play and that, and that fire. I don't, I don't think Andy Reid would allow them to to get that way because um, there's a bigger goal. There have been too many times we have had successful season been to the playoffs and and been one and done and so i i know the chiefs had that super bowl in mind so as long as they stay there in that mindset and stay hungry yo i don't see i don't see us losing another game um the game only game i see that the Chiefs could possibly lose, could be against the Rams because they have an equally um, explosive offense. Do I think it's more explosive than ours? No, I don't. I really don't. I, I take all our, I take our offense over the Rams any day. Do they have a better defense? Uh, yeah. Though I think the Rams could possibly be a little bit overrated defensively because they have the names, and so they have a Talib. We've played against Talib. We know Marcus Peters. We have, we know <clears throat> Mahomes has seen him in practice. And one thing Peters does do is he bites on double moves. He will take chances. So I do feel like we'll burn. I mean, we ain't there yet. Let me not start talking about, you know, Chiefs versus Rams yet because we ain't there yet. We got some, some games before that. We got folks on the Broncos. Look at me getting ahead. But anyway, get this W tomorrow. We'll be 7-1. Um, you know, I think New England plays the Packers tomorrow. You know, hopefully, hey, hopefully Aaron Rodgers can pull out, pull that off and go and knock them on off and give us a – we will have a two-game lead. So, we just need to keep the lead in the AFC, um, play for that number one seed, that playoff seeding, get that number one seed so we can have home field throughout and just keep balling, keep doing what we do, play Chiefs football, you know, play Ben but don't break defense and offense just do what they do. Do what they do. So, I'm excited about the game tomorrow, y'all. It's a, a noon game, so 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, because I am in Atlanta, Georgia, so I'm watching Easter time. And so, it's an early game, so I'll definitely be uh, watching it and eating some either wings or pizza. But anyway, uh, yeah, again, this is Will Smith with Red and Bold. Thank y'all for listening, and uh, be sure to check out MTMV Sports all on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and also Twitter. So MTMV Sports Podcast. I'm Will Smith with Red and Bold. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. Love y'all. You're listening to Red and Bold with Will Smith. Your MTMB sports correspondent for your Kansas City football chiefs. What up? It's your boy Will Smith with Red and Bold. Yeah. And so 
Coming off another W, the Chiefs end up beating the Broncos 30-23. to um, It was a, a good game. Looked a little uh, close to what it, what it should have been. You know what I'm saying? But Chiefs got the W. Balled out. Mahomes balled out. Kareem Hunt making big plays. Uh, running game is, uh, yeah. The running game is lethal. Running game is lethal. And I think that's, that's, that's pretty key um, to... Our passing game also, and actually our passing game got off to a great start throughout uh, the first part of the season. And now our running game running game is getting better and up and going. Kareem Hunt is getting a little more carry than he's been, a lot more effective than he was earlier in the season. So um, the Chiefs are very dangerous, which we already know. Uh, we have the number one scoring offense in the league, averaging 36.3 points a game. So we have the number one scoring offense. And so, uh, yeah, man. So, um, it's it's good for us to keep that lead. Uh, we took advantage um, of the opportunity that we had before us, and now we have the lead still in the AFC West, and we still have that number one seed if the playoffs were to start today. But it doesn't. We have eight more games to go in the season, but we are currently in first place. We want to hold on to that number one seed, so we got to keep getting W's because we got the Chargers right behind us. Of course, we do have the head-to-head matchup at Arrowhead Stadium later in the season, but right now we got to focus on our next opponent, which is the Cleveland Browns, who are currently in disarray. Um... They fired the head coach, Hugh Jackson. They also fired the offensive coordinator, Todd Haley. And Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, is now the interim head coach. So, um, it'll be interesting to to see how the Browns players respond. Um, yeah, to <laughs> respond to the, the distractions, respond to the, the hoopla that's going on. You know, the media, all the questions there that the players are probably getting. And just uh, they can either they can either ball out and go hard for their new head coach Greg Williams, their interim coach. They can ball out for themselves and you know kind of take a, a me against the world mentality or nobody believes in us kind of mentality. They can come out and play hard. Um, some people are calling this a trap game because because of um, what's going on in Cleveland and it seems to be so dysfunctional. Um, with John Dorsey, you know, and, uh, and at the mid midway of the season, firing the head coach and Baker Mayfield is a rookie. And so um, it's going to have somebody new in his ear relaying the plays to him. And we'll see how the play calling goes for the Browns um, or the Browns could just lay down or, you know what I'm saying? I think it'll be um, I think it'll be it's just because the Chiefs are a better team that we'll get the W as long as we. Don't take them lightly, and we play the game that we know we can play, and when we play up to our potential. The Chiefs definitely should run away with this. It should be a blowout. Um, I believe the, the Cleveland Browns have allowed, I don't know if it's the most sacks, but I think um, I think um, Baker Mayfield has been sacked 20 times um, already, and he, he wasn't even a starter for the full eight games and so that's a lot of sacks so you know D4 should should ball out this game really speaks to no passing on um it remains to be seen if Justin Houston will be active for this game if he will play um 
I don't think we need him. It'll be nice to have him so he'll be on the other side of D Ford so we can wreak havoc on Baker Mayfield and, and just make him uncomfortable and and kind of coerce him in, into making some bad throws down the field. So I definitely think the Chiefs can get some turnovers this game, some turnovers um, in this game. Um, Cleveland actually has the most turnovers in the league, and they're um, very good at rushing the passer. Uh, so we'll see how protection looks against the Cleveland Browns. Um, and, and, and I just... <laughs> I just kind of trust Andy Reid to, you know, just kind of dissect this defense and kind of tear the, the Cleveland Browns apart. The thing is, if we can get up early, um, we definitely want to get up early, at least by, you know, 10, 10 points or um, two touchdowns, um, not not settle for field goals because that'll be a huge victory to Cleveland if they hold us to field goals. So we just want to come out and play our game, man, to score touchdowns, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't give them no hope. The, the worst thing you can do to a team full of players that, um, you know, everything's not going good, they're having a bad season, is and, you know, this could be like the, the Super Bowl to them because we're one of the best teams in the league. So this is a huge game for them. So they would love to upset us. They would love to prove everybody wrong, you know, and um, that's why this is, you know, it's called a trap, a trap game per se. So we want to play our game. If we play our game, if we don't take them lightly, if we come out, we handle business. There's no reason the Chiefs shouldn't um, at least blow the Browns out by you know, two to three touchdowns, if not more. I think Mahomes can definitely have a big day. I think he could have anywhere from three to six touchdowns in this game. But, again, it depends on, you know, how them Cleveland boys come out, man. If them Browns and they come out and they're inspired. But like I said, the worst thing you can do to a team is kind of give them some hope. So any little thing that they can probably feed off of if they get a stop on third down or – you know, for fourth down and we go for it and they stop us, that could be huge momentum changer for them. And they'll, and once they get that hope, they're like, oh, we can actually win this game. So we don't want to let them hang around. We don't want the game to be close and, and inspire them and give them hope that they can beat us because, you know, anything can happen in the NFL. But if we do our thing, if we handle our business, and if, if, if we ball out, and I don't know if Tyreek, hopefully Tyreek is, is going to play. I know he was a limited participant, I think, yesterday uh, with, with his hamstring. But, you know, um, not that we can't win without him. I think we can definitely still win without him because we have so many weapons. But, you know, Tyreek is a special player in the way he, you know, they have to <clears throat> they have to respect that and kind of and back off and stay downfield because he can run right by you. So hopefully Tyreek plays. Um, if Justin doesn't play, we'll be okay. You know, we still have D Ford out there. And, um yeah, man, we just got to make plays. And so um, if our defense can, can get in Baker Mayfield's face and just make him uncomfortable and we can get some turnovers, man, I don't, I don't see any reason why this shouldn't be a blowout. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you know, these are the Browns, they're professional NFL players, too. They got some pride, too. And so and we're playing at Cleveland. So there will be an inspired football team. 
Um, that's kind of like, yo, nobody expects us to win. So they may pull out every little trick in the book. Don't be surprised if they're doing flea flickers and running back passes and anything to try to get some points on the board. That's what desperate teams do. And right now, this is a desperate team. This is a, <clears throat> a team that's, you know, um, doesn't want to be counted out or feels that, you know, they should be better than what their record is because they've had, I think, four overtime games. So they could easily, you know, have a winning record and be a winning team if they could finish out games. So, you know, they're definitely probably thinking, hey, we can play with these boys. So that's why I said we can't give them no hope. We got to put our foot on a neck at the beginning of the game. If we get the ball on our first drive, we need to drive. We need to drive down the field and get a touchdown. If, if Cleveland gets the ball first, we need to stop them. We need to make them go three and out or, you know what I'm saying, not allow them to have first downs and drive down the field and even get a field goal. Let's, yo, defense got a – defense has to make their presence known because the offense is going to do what they do. I don't see – yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no defense in the league that can stop the Chiefs from scoring. So, but, yeah, man, so, uh, you know, we got them Browns coming up. Um who let's let's do player of the game. Who do we think uh we had the game ball for Sunday against the Browns? Hmm. That's good. I think um I think Travis Kelsey will have a big day. And um I think Travis Kelsey will have a big day, and I think Sammy Watkins may have another big game with uh at least one touchdown. He may get multiple, but at least one. And I think Travis Kelsey. So my two players on offense that I'm predicting will have big games is Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins. And defensively, I think D4 will have three sacks in this game. So, yeah, I think D4 will have three sacks. So, yeah, man, it's going to be a big game, big game for us. Not Well, not big game, you know what I mean? But, you know, we want to go to 8-1. We want to – we need to keep the lead and not allow – the Patriots because man <laughs> and not and not allow the Patriots to uh to tie us because they have that tiebreaker. So we need to finish with a better record than the Patriots. I believe that we will by the end of the season and we'll get that number one seed in that bye week to heal up. Interesting thing is like you know it's um and also Daniel Sorensen will not be playing this week. Um he won't be ready yet but I do think he'll play against the Cardinals at Arrowhead. So I think he'll be ready. The question is, when will Eric Berry be ready? When is he coming back? Um, I think he'll be back probably in December. I think he'll play a few games before the playoffs just to kind of, you know, get him where he needs to be to get used to the speed of the game again. So I think he'll play like maybe two or three games before the playoffs. And, you know, and then so that'll give also if we get that bye week, he'll have an extra week. Let's go ahead and uh, and get back, get that right, get right. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I got for right now, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, just uh, I'm ready for Sunday, man. Ready for the game, you know. So uh, that's that's about it, man. That's about it. You know, give me give me a call. Let me know what y'all think. Um, who do you think will have a big game on Sunday? You know, call in. Let let, let me know or. You can actually um, hit us up on Twitter, MTMV Sports. Um, also um, at Red and Bold. 
And so, um, yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think. You can tweet us. We're also on Instagram, so be sure to uh, follow us on Instagram, MTMV Sports. Also, like our page on Facebook, MTMV Sports, formerly Trackstar Sports, but it's MT, my team, my voice, sports. You know what I'm saying? Sports fans rejoice. It's my team, my voice. And this is Will Smith again with Red and Bold. Love you guys. Y'all have a wonderful weekend.